0: gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed christian church of god fountain of love aberdeen uk open your heart to receive this life-changing word of god Hallelujah! on the issue of grace the grace that we have been talking about so i want to go through certain things I, I, you know, I have titled it "The Power of Grace." It might not come across to you like that, but when I was studying, when I was preparing, what I saw in what I prepared was the power of grace. And most of what I got were from a message that I'd listened to in the past. And so, when when God said to us that this is our month of grace. You know that started playing in me, and I started to look at situations. I started to look at things. I started to look at how grace operated. So I want us to look just briefly into the power of grace. Hallelujah! Power of grace. Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three. Acts four thirty-three. It says, "With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace, much grace was upon them all." Hallelujah. Much grace was upon them all. You want to say to yourself, Much grace. Much grace. Are we here today? Hallelujah. I know there are people out there. Is someone here today? Much grace. So, grace. Grace. Grace, as I have it here, is God riches Christ G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. G R A C E. God's riches. At Christ's expense. Those that have maybe, you know, during your university days, if you you know grew up from one of the places that some of us come from, you know, in, in, in NIFS or FCS, that was how we were explained what grace was, isn't it? That was the simplest definition definition of grace that they gave us. G R A. Say God's riches at Christ's expense. Amen. Amen. So it then means that what God offered to man at the cost of his son. What God has given to you at the cost of his son. The things that God made available to us at the cost of his son. Grace. Grace. The foundation of our salvation is grace. The foundation of our salvation, isn't it? We were saved by what? Grace. So the foundation of our salvation is grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse five to six. Ephesians 2, 5 to six it said, us even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. By grace you had, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So by grace. By grace, it was by grace you and I were saved. And I remember when on Wednesday when we, were, when we were discussing here, Pastor said something. He said, "He said if it's not for the grace of God, Hallelujah, some of us will not be seated here. If it is not for the grace of God, some of us will not have have gotten out of bed as a result of last night. Hallelujah." I don't know how many of you know what I'm talking about. Mm. If it's not, because I'm sure there are still some people who are still in bed. If it's not for his grace, you will be thinking, even if you are out of bed now, you'll be thinking, what is going to quench this thing? If it is not for his grace, some of us will not even be seated here. We'll be looking for where to get the fix grace we were saved by grace 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 if it's not for his grace if it's not for his grace some of us the the, the 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 papers that we fling about the qualifications and the rest of it we will not have had them think back think back think back i mentioned it here before there was a time i went to Nigeria. And I met, you know, a fr- one of the, the, the one other chap that we grew up together with somewhere in Nigeria. You know, and, and he was saying to me, oh, you're a friend. His elder brother used to be my friend then when we went to secondary school. He said, oh, your friend is now in the village. I said, what's happened to him? Why is he in the village? He said, oh, he came out of the psychiatric uh, hospital. He could still not take care of himself. He is now in the village. Grace. I don't know about you. It's grace. I'm standing here by his grace. And I know we all have our stories. I'm standing here by his grace. I, Ruben Yaktal, I know, I know what grace has done for me. There was a time in one of those situations, then I was still in A-levels. In one of those situations... On the highway, I caused traffic for almost one kilometer. Almost one kilometer. I took over the traffic because I was not in my sense. I was not in me. Grace. Somebody say grace. So I want, to, I want us to look at five facts about grace. Five facts. Five facts. Just five simple facts about grace. And then we'll look at the power Number one fact there grace is the fuel of power. Grace is the fuel of power. The power to be saved and the power to change is supplied by grace. The power that changed you, the power that saved you is supplied by grace. Acts chapter 4, verses 3 to 5. Acts chapter 4, verse 3 to 5. In that passage, we'll discover that there will be no power if there was no great grace. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believe. And the number of men came to be about what? 5,000. Power moved. Grace moved power in them. Many believed. Grace. Grace. So grace is the fuel of power. Whatever power you exhibit in, in, in ministry, whatever you carry on and you do, it's as a result of grace. Because that is what supplies the power. Great grace. It then means that to be in grace is to be empowered. To be in grace by God is to be empowered by God. People who carry grace carry power. People who carry, oh, you may be saying that, oh, so I don't have power because I don't have grace. It's not true. The passage, the anchor passage for Wednesday, if you remember, Ephesians chapter 4, yeah? 7 to 8, it says all of us were given. So you all have, we all have. So where grace is unleashed, power is unleashed. So if we are saying this is our month of grace, God is releasing power. God is unleashing grace. It means he's unleashing power to you. God is releasing power this month to you and I. He is releasing it to his people in the name of Jesus. So we can't sit there and say, oh, I don't have it. You have a certain measure of grace. It's just whether or not that measure, you have done anything about it to move it from the level that you you were given. Number two fact. Grace can be seen. You can see it with your eyes. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, verse 23. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart... They should continue with the Lord. Hallelujah. They came. He came, he did what he saw. He saw the grace. He saw grace in them. Grace is visible grace produces visible result if grace in you if you have grace in you people will see the result and that's why sometimes we come here and we're testifying and we're saying that in the office something happened someone saw you and he came to you or she came to you and said look i i know i see there's something different about you there's something that is different about you can you help me with this situation what is the person seeing the person is seeing grace The person is seeing grace upon you. Unfortunately, some of us, when things like that happen, we run away. We say, what are you seeing? I hope you are not seeing the people from my village chasing me. But they see something different in you. They see it. Grace is seen. It is very visible. It is is visible. You know the grace of God by the visible result in the life of carriers. The visible result in the life of people who carry grace. You know it is not the way they speak. It's not in the way you speak. Galatians 2.9. Galatians 2.9, please. If we, if we, if we. Yeah, it says, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace. They, what, they did what? They perceived the grace that had been given to me. They gave me, uh, and Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and, and they to the circumcised. Hallelujah. They perceived. They saw him. They saw Paul. They perceived. that. Look, there's something on this man. There's something on him. When men see you out there, when people see you out there, what do they see on you that makes you different? Grace. Grace. When carriers of grace come around you, you perceive it. Many a times people have come in here. They run into this place without anyone inviting them. What is pulling them here? Grace. They perceive it. They see it. They come here. It's grace. I'm not talking of the, all of us, the regular members who come in here. People who just, you know, are passing and they just walk in. They perceive something and that's grace. May the grace upon you be seen by everyone. In the mighty name of Jesus. As this month goes on, and as God has promised that this is our month of grace, people who saw you and saw nothing before, they will see something different in you. In the mighty name of Jesus. People who saw you and did not see anything in you before, they did not see you as any person of worth, they will see grace in you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, grace can be in continuous flow and grace can be discontinued grace can be in continuous flow and grace can be discontinued acts of the apostles chapter 13 verse 43 acts 13:43 it says now when the congregation had broken up many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas who speaking to them persuaded them to do what continue in the grace of god to continue in the, in the grace of God. Paul persuaded them to continue in the grace. Grace can be frustrated. Grace can be aborted or terminated. Grace can be discontinued. Even though we have read that we all have it, it can't be discount. that's why he said, that's why Paul persuaded them. He said, don't stay away from it. Continue, continue. Continue in the grace. He was begging them, continue in this grace. Continue. It's upon you. Continue. Until you continue in the grace, the grace in you cannot grow. Continue in the grace. You can see someone who once carried heavy evangelistic or apostolic or whatever kind of grace upon him before. And then suddenly you will be wondering what has happened. Something has gone wrong. Grace discontinued. The grace has been exterminated. May the grace of God upon your life never be discontinued in the name of Jesus. It may, that means that whatever you did to arrive at grace, whatever you did to get, to get this grace, whatever you did, you must continue to do it so that you can sustain grace. Am I speaking to someone? Because a lot of times, you see, when we come in, when we give our lives afresh to God, yeah, even if they say pray five times a day, you, you can multiply, you just pray ten times a day. Because you are just, but by the time you just settling in, along the line, somehow, somehow, we begin to wonder where all the time has gone to. When we started, there was time. But at some point, there was no time again. At some point, the 24 hours in the day was, you know, was not enough for you not to give some to God. And when it continues like that, before we realize it, maybe you have moved from, to a higher level of grace. Then you just realize you are doing what? You're just going down. Paul begged them. He said, remain in grace. Whatever it takes you, never become a yesterday man or woman. Whatever it takes you, never come to a place where it will be said. It used to be. That the G O once told you know there were times you know when we, I think about two or three years ago we went for a conference and he was telling us don't be an ex let them not refer to you as an ex champion. When grace expires, you become disgrace, and when you are the grace, you are only a little step away from being disgraced. You know, that's a time that the devil will just look, he knows that, look, that level that you had reached before, he has dropped. I know some things that this level of grace cannot take. I know. Then he will toss them to you. And before you know it, the absence of grace is the degracement of men, and degracement is near disgrace. As I'm sitting here, I know someone here who is saying, Oh, I, I, I used to do this. I used to pray a lot. I used to sing worship. I used to praise God a lot. I used to do this, but I can't do it anymore. You know, I, it's, it's difficult. I, it just can't happen. I used to fast a lot. I used to heal or do all sorts of things for, for God, but I can't do it anymore. I pray that because God has said this is our month of grace, you will receive grace to be back on your feet in the name of jesus i pray whatever grace left you by the reason of this month of grace grace will be restored to you in the mighty name of jesus grace will be restored to your life grace will be restored to your family grace will be restored to your ministry in the mighty name of jesus why not pray this prayer i shall continue in grace I shall continue. Just put your name there. I, Reuben, I shall continue in grace. I shall continue in grace. I shall continue. I shall continue in grace. I, Reuben, I shall continue in grace. In the name of Jesus. Number four. Grace can be administered or distributed. Hallelujah. Grace can be administered or distributed. Second Corinthians chapter eight verse nineteen. 2 Corinthians eight nineteen says And not only that, but who was also chosen by the churches to travel with us with this gift which is administered by us to the glory of the Lord Himself and to show your ready mind to show you already, mine. It, you know, now this passage, it's a gift. Grace is also is a gift to us. And whatever is a gift, it means that you can give it out also. Whatever is a gift, it means you can impact someone with it. It means you can channel it to someone. It means you can be a distributor. So carriers of, of grace are distributors of grace. Carriers of grace are distributors of grace. Every carrier of grace is a servant of grace. Every carrier of grace, he or she has been appointed to go uh, by God to service. You've been appointed to serve. And service is generational with grace. Service is generational. You're carrying grace, service is part of it. It's just like serving Holy Communion. You know that ministers come around, they give it to you, you take and you take it into you. Hallelujah. And when we understand these things, we will connect with grace. When we understand it, we will connect with grace. You know, connecting with grace is connect, uh, connecting with grace sources, people who carry grace. Connecting with that source, it's connecting with grace resources. When you come around someone who carries something, you just, when you connect with that person, it's just a matter of time, and that thing will impact you also. So when you connect with the sources of grace, you're connecting to the resources of grace in your life. By the grace of God, I, I it's some few years ago, it's just a few years ago that I've been ordained, but I have seen people change as a result of grace. I've seen people even here that have come in contact with some people. And they have changed. I've seen people who have come in contact, who they have been here, and certain things about them have changed. Why? They connected with the source of grace that is over the house here. Hallelujah. And that is why, you know, one of the things that I see is when there is a program in this place. Yeah? It's only when you have gone to attend programs, maybe somewhere else, and you see how we run things here. Then you begin to wonder what's happening to those people you will be wondering what's wrong with them? How many of you have how many of you understand what i 'm talking about why because of the grace that is connected here, the grace that is over this house hallelujah that is why when your program is supposed to start at five o'clock and it's five minutes to five and, and everybody is not on standby yet you are, your two legs are having conference because you're wondering how we, will five, that 500.com five and you have not started? Why? It's part of this word, the source of grace that we are connected with. Every carrier of grace is a servant of grace. So connect with it. Connect with it. Grace you see around is about to change your life. The grace you see around, the grace you see around is about to change your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number five, grace grows. Grace, it grows. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It says, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. Now this is one of the most revolutionary things that you ever know in the journey of grace. Growing in it. If you must be on the journey of grace you will, you will understand that you will grow in it. Hallelujah. You know, it's like every devil in hell knows, that, knows the level of grace upon my father in the Lord. Daddy you. Yeah? And so mighty men of God, isn't it? Every devil in hell, they know. So there are certain things they will do that maybe your own level of grace is not up to that level. They won't come there. There is a level. But those people paid a certain price. They didn't collect the grace and sit with it. In the Bible, we hear of grace. And we hear of great grace was upon them, then exceeding grace. 2 Corinthians 9.14, exceeding grace. We hear of manifold grace. Then you hear of multidimensional grace. 1 Peter 4.10, you hear of manifold grace there. The meaning of that is that you are on another level and and maybe you're not happy with that particular level. You're not satisfied with that level of grace. You want to move up. You want to move up. That's why sometimes we say it even in our discussions and jokingly. We say, "Ah, you have grace for this one. I don't have the grace for it. May you have grace for all. Because the grace that God said to us, that he will give us what? Grace in all. All. All things, isn't it? All sufficient. May our grace be in all areas. In the name of Jesus. Grace, grace grows. So you will grow, grow in grace. Grow in grace the fact that something is present the fact that something is there the fact that something is in you the fact that something is still there is still present it means that you are in it you are you still have it you are still in it so let it grow there are times that you see people in extreme level of grace and you're wondering you're just wondering how did they get here be patient you can get there too. Amen. Only if you want to get there. If you do what it takes, you will get there. If you do what it takes, you will grow and you will get there. Mm. I can't come now and stand here and say to you, I want to speak with the grace of Daddy Joe. Eh? Because I have, not, I have not attempted 40 days of dry fast. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a time I sat, I don't know, for some reasons I started calculating. How many days, actually, I discovered that it's easier to calculate the number of days he doesn't eat in a year than to calculate the number of days he fasts in a year. And by the grace of God, I've been privileged to sit under his teaching. You know, when when he comes and all the ministers sit with him, there are things that he reveals to us and you are, you are, you are looking at the man... Look at how many of you are, were, were at Festival of Life in Glasgow. How old is Daddy Joe? 76. And the man stood there. You remember? He stood there on that pulpit for an hour, I think maybe plus. Yeah? And I'm sure he would have been fasting for at least two weeks. Because when he comes for this kind of a program, he would have been... I'm not talking the, about the fast that we, you and I do. Yeah? That we, miss, we miss breakfast and lunch. And in the evening when we are doing, we combine the breakfast and lunch process up. Now, if I want to get to that level of grace, he started at what age? Imagine how many of the 40 days and how many of those ones you need to do to get to where you get to. But you want that level of grace. You want this there's, there's work to, to put in it. You need to put in something so that you grow. If You want, you want to have fire. You must put enough wood in it to bring out that fire. And you can grow in it. Don't go to native doctors. They won't give you. They don't have grace to give to you. Don't go to the devil. He does not have grace. If he gives you anything, it, it will definitely not be grace. <clears throat> Moses, Moses was a leader. The first started, he started, you know, by leading sheep. The Bible says he led sheep the flock isn't it so he started by there by leading ship he started by leading the flocks that was the initial grace that he had and then he moved on to move to leading people and then he led a whole nation grace grace his grace went to a different he was leading at Various levels. The grace in him grew until he was leading. He was no longer leading animals. Joseph was a manager that started managing from a person's house. And then he went to manage a prison. You know, from household management to institutional management, then to leading the nation. Grace. He went on to leading a nation and i'm here to announce to somebody before the end of this month you are shifting in grace in the name of jesus maybe you've been wondering what do i need to do god has said this is our month of grace it means grace is available before the end of this month someone will be shifting in grace in the mighty name of jesus Walk to three people and tell them, I must grow in grace. I must grow. I say, go to three people. Tell them, I must grow. I must grow in grace. I must grow in grace. I must shift. I must shift my level in grace. One of the only ways is to be restless in your spirit, to be restless and say, I have to grow in this grace. I don't want to remain where I am. All of us, we started school from one point if you didn't have nursery like some of us that we went to those schools we we, maybe we started from primary one where you go and you have to check hallelujah so imagine you entered primary one and you remain there right until you are 40 or 50. have you grown did you have to do something before you move to the next class and you did something again to move to the next class My brothers and my sisters, we have to do something about grace to shift level. Let's do something. Then we will shift our level. For as long as we have not seen Jesus, there's room for growth. There's room for growth in grace from one level to another, from one dimension to another, from one face to another. And somebody is stepping into another level in Jesus' name. And that's why you don't judge your yesterday's result with today's. You don't. Because if you tried yesterday, because you tried yesterday and it didn't work, it doesn't mean that your level of grace is still there. If you have moved in level of grace, if you go back and do it, you find out that it's different. The Moses that we spoke about, when Moses first encountered Pharaoh, he ran away. How many of you remember that? When he first encountered Pharaoh, when he was first challenged, what, what happened to him? He ran away. But the second time he had an encounter with Pharaoh, what happened? He buried Pharaoh. Pharaoh was buried. So the grace of yesterday, the, the, your position yesterday cannot be said to be the same today. Different level of, you know, different level of grace, same environment, same situation. The grace that you have can be the same grace. You know, a higher grace to confront the same mountain. Which was the same thing that happened to Moses. He went there with a different level of grace. He could not confront that mountain. He came again with a higher level to that same mountain. So sometimes some mountains need a different level of grace. Some situations, some circumstances need a different level of grace. I don't know the, the Pharaoh that has been pursuing you. I don't know the Pharaoh that has pursued you before. I've come to announce to you that before the end of this month, that Pharaoh will be confronted. And that Pharaoh will be buried in the name of Jesus. All you need to do and what you need to do is grow from level to level of grace. Whatever your gifts are, there there is room. There is room for growth. Don't say, "Oh, my gift is just here, so I can only stay here." There is room to grow in any area of gifting that God has given you. Growth. It is in levels. Now I haven't looked at all the five facts in grace. We'll look at just a few outcomes. Two outcomes. Two outcomes of grace. Two outcomes, which is the power of grace I spoke about. Genesis chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. Genesis 6, 6 to 8. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast, creeping things and birds, I'm sorry that I have made them. Genesis chapter, chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. Give me verse six. All right, now verse eight. Okay, sorry. Just just go to the verse eight. I've seen what I'm looking for. Now Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace. Noah found grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God said, I'm about to clean the earth. God said, I'm about to wipe the earth. I'm about to wipe everything. But he said, even as I do it, I would not touch one man. He said, I won't touch one man. And that is Noah. He said, I won't touch it. He said, why? He said, the Bible says, Noah found grace. Noah found grace. Grace is the guarantee of exemption from generational disaster. Where grace is at work, a man is exempted from generational disaster, from generational calamity, from anything that will trouble your generation. Noah found grace. He found grace. Grace sets you apart and you stand out. Noah found grace. Everybody was marked for total wiped out. But Noah found grace. Grace makes your case different. Grace keeps you up there when others are pulled down. Grace keeps you floating when others are drowned in that flood. Grace. Noah found grace. Grace gives you a chance where others have no chance. It makes you shine when others, you know, others sink. Grace makes you prevail where others travail. Grace makes you rise where others are ruined. It keeps you up where others are on the floor. Somebody is about to experience the kind of Noah's grace. If you are that person, shout loud hallelujah. As if you are that person, shout the loudest Hallelujah. See, the mystery of exemption, you know, I, was, I listened to one story one time like that, you know, of, of you know, this, mini, this mystery of ex- exemption because of grace. Sometimes back, some years back in the U.S., you know, there were these pests that came in and they were wiping people's food, you know, crop, uh, crops on the farm like that. And, you know, they were just moving. They move massively like that. They land on your farm, they just wipe it out. And there was this man, a believer, he picked his tithe book. He picked his tithe book. And he went and stood by his farm, And he said, Lord, this is my tithe book. I pay my tithe. I pay my tithe. And your word says, because I do it, you will keep away the devourer. I am a child of promise and I am saved by your grace. Guess what? He had it added that when those pests came, after they had eaten the farm before his own, they jumped over his farm and went to the next one. Grace exempts you. Grace. Grace exempts you. But I tell you, it won't it just, it just be like that. You know, the, the, the first point we said is that by, is by grace we are saved, isn't it? There was a story of another man. You know, there were two wolves like that. They would come out at night and just go into people's house, destroy them, go into people's house, destroy And the man came out within that area, drew a line around his house, drew a line from that end to this. Instead of the fence, he used his hand, drew a line. And he stood there and declared the word of God and said, because I've been saved by grace. Anything that will pass this mark, Lord, let that thing be consumed. Do you know the day those wolves came to his house? That was the end of them. They found them just by the border of that line. What? Grace exempted him. If he was not saved, would he have known to do that? That's the mystery. Let's move on quickly. Grace is the guarantee. That's number two. Grace is the guarantee of supernatural favor. Unmerited favor. Unsolicited favor. You know, what you did not ask for, you just get. Noah found favor. Grace located him. Grace gives you what you did not struggle or ask for. Grace puts you in a position you did not lobby. Grace puts you in a position you did not lobby for. Uh, Where you did not press any button. Where you did not have any Godmother or Godfather, but you have the Father Almighty. Grace puts you in that position. Grace. Grace. Grace takes you where you don't need long legs to get to. Grace takes you there. In Genesis thirty nine verse four. We read uh, thirty nine verse four. You read about Joseph again. How he found grace in the house of Potiphar. Grace. He found what? Grace, grace, grace. puts you in a position you are not qualified for. The same Joseph found grace from 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 a slave. I mean, a slave, a slave. How can you? You know, how can a slave come to another place and then he is in charge of a particular house? Not only that, eventually. You, the least qualified, number one, you are not from that place. You don't even have the citizenship. Your qualification is that you are a slave. But you know what? When grace is at work, things move so that you step in. When grace, Joseph found grace, and because of that, there was no position of prime minister. Position of prime minister was created, and he was lifted and placed there to be the prime minister. Grace takes you to that position. Grace, grace, it puts you in a position you are not qualified for. Grace makes you a mystery to yourself. It makes you even a mystery to yourself. Because you look at yourself and say, what happened? What happened? I'm here, how? Mystery to your generation. You become a mystery to p- You know. not just become a wonder. It's just asking, what did, what, how did it happen? Boy, it's God. Grace makes you versatile, it makes you loaded not to be needed. You know, you are so loaded that and everyone wants to have you. Grace. It makes you the choice of God when there are too many possibilities. God says, I have chosen this one. And they give it to you. And they give it to you. Grace. Grace in conclusion, I want to say, continue in grace. No matter how many PhDs you have, seek grace. No matter your family background, seek grace. No matter how heavy loaded your bank account is, seek grace. My brothers, my sisters, hang on grace. When you hang on grace, God will make you to coast freely in life. When you hang on grace, God will take you to the places that you never dreamt in your life to get there. Grace. We all have been given a certain measure of grace. Grow your grace, grow it. And the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. You want to rise with me and let us pray. Rise with me. Please rise. We'll pray we'll just, from 2 Corinthians 9. 8. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Yeah, if we can have the amplified version, that would be great. But if we don't, then we just go on. amplified, it, please. Okay. He said, and God is able to make all... All, all is not some as every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. Now, that passage, that is it. As loaded as it is, isn't it? Father, make all grace in abundance to me. It's my own prayer. In every, I don't know what you want to pray about from that passage, but the prayer is, Father, make all grace make all grace in abundance to me. Father make it in abundance to me. Make it. Make all grace. Not some. Not, not not a little. All. All of it. Father make it. Make it in abundance to me. Make it come to me. Make all grace. Oh God come to me. Father make all grace in abundance to me. Lord I need it in abundance in every area. Lord That I will not be lacking. I will not be crying. I will not. Oh God. Father make your grace. Make your grace abundant to me. Make your grace abundant to me. Release abundant grace to me, O God. Lord, let me never lack in grace. In every area of my life, in my ministry, in everything I do, in my place of work, in my business, Lord, make grace abundant to me. O Lord, make your grace abundant to me. Lord, release sufficient grace unto me. Grace, oh God, grace, let grace come to me in abundance, oh God. Lord, so that I will, under no circumstance and whatever the need, be self sufficient, Lord. Lord, make grace, let grace, let grace be abundant to me. Lord, that I will be self sufficient in every circumstance, in every situation. Make your grace, oh God, sufficient to me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' glorious name, we have prayed. So, Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you will not leave us alone. Lord, the place we are in grace, we thank you because, Father, you have seen it and you see the need for us to move from that level of grace. Father, help us that we will grow in grace. Lord we are purpose oh God we are determined oh God to shift our level of grace hold our hands oh God and shift us from that level of grace in the mighty name of Jesus thank you father in Jesus wonderful name we have prayed amen praise the lord we're still praying let's stretch forth our hands for more information on what you've heard Please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.